when the time is right. started in the usual way milling about in the living room eating drinking chatting the men were quieter as always we women carrying the burden of the conversation the kids would come in later lena was telling us how she'd caught ramya fiddling with her makeup drawer and how difficult it had been to explain to her that she wasn't old enough for this yet when all her friends apparently used blusher lipstick and even mascara sometimes there were general expressions of lamentation ramya was only 6 for god's sake suddenly hari piped up from the other side of the room it was ages ago he said but he'd had something like this happen to him hadn't he ma to hear him tell it his mother had walked into the room as he was examining her lipsticks i forgot to tell you I'm playing Draupadi in our college production. Rehearsals start this evening. He drummed in her drawer. He wanted to choose a good color, and how was he to know what a good color was? Really, it was so much easier being a man, blue shirts or white or beige, and not too much else in the color department to worry about. It was odd that no one else seemed to remember the incident, except Grandpa. He'd gone a mottled and splotchy red, like he'd had too much sun. Grandma had gone silent too, and her smile looked forced. Oh ho ho! Something was amiss. Everyone's eyes were flicking from Grandma to Grandpa, wondering who would say something. Hari was the funniest. What? What am I missing here? I was the best Draupadi the college had ever seen. Ma, surely you remember your tailor made that complicated blouse with all the fussy buttons down the front and the petticoat with the too tight nada and I wore sarees for a month. His sisters and brothers chimed in vociferously. They remembered that bit traipsing around the house in a saree like a girl. They teased him about it at first, but he'd not risen to the bait at all. So they'd given up on it soon enough. It was a non-event. Hari was triumphant. That's how I got the role. He crowed. The drama master picked me, saying I was the coolest kid in the batch, and would I be willing to play Draupadi? Female roles always being a problem in a boys' college. It was just an act. But if I was going to do it, I was going to do it well. not look like an obvious clunker in a sari i was slight enough then to be able to carry it off fresh guffaws from his siblings and wicked smirks all around for now not even his fond ma could call him slight i'd had a bit of notice so i started channeling my feminine side a few weeks in advance and once the rehearsal started i was full on lipstick sari bindi how to sit how to walk how to speak the walk was the hardest couldn't copy ma sorry ma but i couldn't and couldn't copy the sexy young things hey this was draupadi she couldn't be swinging her hips that was a terrific challenge 
but I mastered it eventually. I was stunning, even if I say so myself. All of us were laughing fit to die, but Grandma had an indecipherable expression on her face and Grandpa looked like he would explode. And then he did explode. He sat up straight in his old rocker, his eyes were burning and there was smoke pouring out of his nostrils and ears or it sure looked like that. The laughter was abruptly arrested. We didn't know what had incensed him, but it was major. Anyone could see that. Grandma broke the silence. It's okay, my dear. Perhaps it is time to explain. Hari was too engrossed with the whole act and the others were a bit young to be aware. Grandpa was still fuming. The agonies you put us through, you insensitive ass! You have no idea! Hari was clearly nonplussed. Grandma took charge of the story. Hari was in college and the others were still young. He suddenly became secretive about his friends and activities, was late for everything, looked either scruffy or too groomed and seemed never to study or ever to have time for family. All matters we later discovered to be typical boyish behaviour at this age but Hari was our eldest and all this was new to us, so we were greatly worried. Then one day, without any prior indication, he became overly feminine. Walking delicately, talking softly, eyes gentler, gestures smaller. Hari pumped his fist. Yes! He muttered half to himself. The rest of us instantly cottoned on. But Hari was still reliving his Draupadi triumph and the ring of applause in his ears was evidently drowning out what Grandma was trying to say. She could see we were on track and nodded silently, courageously getting a grip on herself. Rad, who was sitting next to her, put her arm around her and Grandma patted her knee. Grandpa and I discussed it. She said. Hari was slowly beginning to realize that this was not about his Oscar-worthy performance. Grandpa wanted to talk to Hari about it, but I wouldn't let him. I insisted that we should love and support our son, and if this was who he was, that was it. We would stand by him and face whatever music we had to. We would not make him feel bad about something he had no control over. Hari was finally on board. Ma! Pa! I can't believe this is happening. It was method acting for God's sake. I have to admit I was laughing and crying at the same time. Laughing at my poor frantic Hari, desperate to save his macho image, but crying for dear grandma and grandpa. How terrible it must have been for them all those years ago. It's still not easy, even nowadays. But then, it must have felt like a hundredweight falling on them. And they'd valiantly decided to put his happiness first, no matter what, and brave whatever storms descended. It was heroic, to say the very least. 
Hari was at his ma's feet now, looking beseechingly into her face. Full realization was dawning, and it was such a powerful and intimate moment that all of us just shrank back as if we weren't there. Grandma stroked Hari's head wordlessly, her heart too full of remembered pain to speak, and Grandpa snorted, "Acting, indeed." <laughs> That broke the ice, and laughter rolled like thunder around us. Hari stayed at Grandma's feet and hung on to her knees, obviously tormented at the anxiety he'd caused. Grandma finished the story quickly after that. We agonized over it, but I was unshakable. Hari was not to be reprimanded or even questioned. Then the lipstick episode. And the revelation about the Draupadi role, then further recriminations. Had the drama master noticed something we, as parents, hadn't? Why else had he assigned this role to Hari? Because I'm the cool guy. This stuff doesn't bother me. It was just a bloody act. Sorry, ma, that slipped out. But I'm under a lot of stress here. You're under stress," roared Grandpa, and the rest of us burst out in fresh rounds of muffled giggles. We understood their pain, but with hindsight, it was a really funny story, and hanging on to our seriousness was hard. Then all the sari wearing, Ma picked up the thread of the story again, but strangely, it was only at home. Outside, Hari always seemed the same as before, which was confusing. Then the play in college, and the repeated curtain calls for Draupadi at the end. And we clapped and cheered like everyone else, and commanded our sore hearts to be silent and celebrate Hari's triumph. At this point of the story, Hari was actually crumpled on the floor in front of his ma. The day after the play, the affected behavior just dropped away, like the much-wanted albatross. This confused us all over again. We waited and watched. And finally, had the courage to discuss it with each other. It seemed it had been just an act for the Draupadi role. Gentle probing with Hari at the dining table revealed that he'd known about the casting long before the lipstick episode, and that had finally put the seal on the situation. Grandma admitted frankly that while she'd been willing to support him to the ends of the earth. She'd been hugely relieved that she didn't actually have to. Confabulations had been entered into with Grandpa, and it had been decided. Grandpa interjected that he'd been overruled. Nevertheless, it had been decided that no word was to be said ever. Now Grandma tried to lift Hari's head from her knee, where it had found a resting place. But Hari was disconsolate. Where his youthful self had been callous and thoughtless, now he could not apologize or beg forgiveness enough. Grandma, of course, absolved him readily, too readily for his massive guilt. So his past recalcitrance was balm to his tortured soul. He was profuse and abject in his prostrations, until finally, even Grandpa relented. And we watched, misty-eyed, as harmony was restored. The siblings vowed they felt belittled, 
that their ma and pa had never supported them so blindly. And grandma arched her brow at them. How would they know if the support to them had been as silent as that extended to Hari? Naturally, that said the cat among the pigeons. But she insisted it would have to wait for another day, when the time was right, as Lena's story about Ramya and Hari's remembrance had triggered this revelation, as nothing would have made her say otherwise. Grandpa wagged his finger at them, saying they'd given their parents plenty grief too, not a doubt of it. After the turbulent events of the evening, Grandma and Grandpa's joking was a loving sweetness and the magic circle of the family was restored. And we all marveled at Grandma's seemingly inexhaustible cache of family stories.